0: Blogger to Broadcaster is a weekly video and podcast series documenting strategies and stories of turning a side hustle dream into a full-time reality. My name is Blythe and I'm going to be your host. So let's dive into this week's episode. Video has quickly become the way that the majority of the U.S. and really global audiences have engaged with news, entertainment, sports coverage, and things of that nature. But if you're a radio broadcaster, you might be looking for ways to engage your audience and grow your audience, and a perfect way to do that is by incorporating live streaming into the shows that you're already producing. My name is Blythe Brimley, and I'm a blogger turned broadcaster who's experimented a little bit with live streaming over the past couple years. And when I say a little bit, I'm slightly obsessive about it because i I feel like I've come up with the perfect strategy. So first up on the list is you want to make sure that you have the right equipment. And when I first started live streaming, I spent um, not not a lot of money because I was just experimenting with it. The fir- one of the first things I purchased though was a tripod, and this was my very one of my very first tripods that I ever used. I think it was like twelve bucks on Amazon. And the great thing about this tripod is that not only is it a tripod where it has this little you know doohickey that expands out and sets up on a table, but it also turns into a selfie stick. So say you're broadcasting live and you need to show another, another view or something of that nature. Um, you need to show another angle. This quickly can become a way that you can show your audience the different views of what you're looking at. And the best part about it is that this thing expands. And when I say expands, it expands kind of a lot. And it holds your cell phone right there. So that's that's really you need a cell phone and a tripod in order to get started with live streaming. And this really was uh that this has been my go-to tripod for for a little while now until I just recently upgraded my rig system. And so my new tripod is this little do hickey over here the ready cam mount and what happens is that I've rigged this little thing right in here And so that holds two different cameras. And so what I'm using is I use this one to show my face and then I use this one to show my other co-host or to show, you know, maybe you have a guest on or or something like that. But that is that's how I'm currently set up. And if you're wondering what all those folders and things are for, you just saw the, the glare of sun. You can still kind of see it on my face right now. So that is, I set that up to block the sun that comes into my office at this point in the day. Obviously, I'm not live streaming a radio show right now, but I will show you a couple clips of that in the coming days. It's because I want to show you the remote setup and I also want to show you the in-studio setup because the majority of you are probably going to be working with an in-studio setup for your live stream. So outside of the tripod and the camera, what you want to use is that you want to have your your splitters. And with a lot of radio stations, and I say a lot, I've only worked for one, so I know their setup might be different from what you're dealing with, but we have the, the typical audio jack for the microphone. Now what I bought is I bought a splitter, a microphone splitter. So this thing plugs in here, And what I do is I have my in-ear headphones, so you you have your your standard headphones of what you're listening to, your producer, you're listening to um, the guests if you have a phone-in guest, and what happens is these headphones will plug into this doohickey, into this slot, and so you have your headphones that you're listening to, and then also what you have is you have another pair of headphones with this, this is very important. Not in your headphones, so your typical headphones that you could actually hear the sound through, I mean, typically all headphones, you hear the sound through them, but you could hear the sound coming out of it, say, if it was just sitting on the table. And you do this because what happens with, if you're just hooking your your uh, audio source directly up to the, uh, the, the hookup, wherever your station is at, what happens is that the audience who is viewing on the live stream Can't hear your mics because your mics are ideally turned off during commercial breaks and they're not turned back on. So, what happens is that you have people turning into your live stream and they're seeing, they're just seeing a lot of mouth movements. They're not hearing anything. And that's part of the appeal of live streaming your radio show is that during commercial breaks, you can engage with your audience a little bit. And I'll get into that later. But that's why you have the splitter, that's why you hook this up to. your splitter audio jack because the next thing you want to make sure that you have is a little lapel microphone. And this little lapel microphone is like 20 bucks on Amazon. And what I do I plug this little because you're going to be live streaming from your cell phone. And if you're an Apple user, a newer Apple user, you know, you got to have this little dongle thingy. So you plug your microphone in here. You plug this into your phone and then with the splitter. So you have your splitter, too. That's already hooked up. You got one in your ear so you can hear the producer. And then for your audience, the headphone is going to be plugged into the other part of the splitter. So you're going to plug that in, and the most important, crucial piece to all of this is afterwards, you're taking the microphone that's plugged into your phone, and you're going to place it right on top of, and I think you can you can probably see this a little well, but you're going to set it on the table, and you're going to take this microphone and put it right up to the headphone, and you're just gonna keep it there, you're not gonna touch it, because this microphone is gonna be really sensitive, so if you move it around a lot, it's gonna mess up the listening experience, the audio experience for the live streamers, and that's you want to make sure that the audio experience is, is, is comparable to what your what your radio audience is listening in on. But it's a perfect way because then that way, w- what I found is that, especially doing a sports radio show, is that sometimes you'll have highlights that are played, sometimes you'll have sound clips. Ideally, you'll have these things playing every single show. And if your live streaming audience is watching, they're not able to hear these clips. And so utilizing the splitter with a microphone. And an extra pair of headphones method, then your live streaming audience can hear it and they can hear it really well. I've experimented with a lot of different ways on, on how to do this. And this by far, the just a very simple, low tech, take an extra pair of headphones and put a microphone near it. And that's the best way to have your audience being able or your live streaming audience anyways, be able to see you and also hear what you're reacting to as well. Now the the entire setup will stay the same unless you're remote. If you're doing a remote show, your headphone setup is usually a little bit different than the in-studio setup. So what I have to do is I bought a one of the big audio jack splitters. And so this one plugs into the little dashboard that your producer on on-site engineer is using. And so this plugs into their system. They take their special headphones that they use and they plug it in here. And then you're just going to take the same splitter that you've been using And the remote shows, and you're just going to plug in. Well, yeah, I guess you could plug it in. Yeah, yeah, duh, you just plug it in. So you plug it in here, and then your same exact setup, except for you probably won't need the little in-ear headphones because you have your remote headphones that you're probably using. But you still have an audio source, for the remote shows as well and for the audience that's viewing the remote shows because that's really important especially on the remote shows because they tend to be a little bit more fun they tend to be also a little bit more noisy they have a lot of background noise so keeping that microphone close to that extra pair of headphones is really ideal for the live streaming audience to be able to interact and so once you have essentially all of your equipment that you, you want to use for it, and I would say I probably paid, I would say 20 bucks for headphones, and the splitter was like $6, the tripod was like $12. Um, and then the microphone was about 20 bucks so you can get away all together you can get all of your equipment for under a hundred dollars probably under75 dollars if you start out with um the the i guess the the other setup that i told you about the the one tripod that i mentioned earlier this this guy is like 12 bucks the one the other one that i showed you is a little bit more price like 30 bucks it's it's not that expensive not that bad um, but then the other rigs probably will the the the, the dual screen rigs will probably probably run you an extra 20, 25 bucks as well. So you could get away with my entire setup for less than a hundred dollars, not including the cell phones. Obviously the cell phones are, are, are at your discretion. And then after you get all of your equipment set up, you want to be sure that you choose the right software. Now you can upload and, or you can live stream directly from YouTube, Periscope, Facebook. I've tried them all. And, and what I prefer is a little bit more of an intimate experience. And so I, I've i been wanting to get the dual screens. And so if you've watched any of my broadcasts for Helmets and Heels or the kickoff show for the Jaguars, then you might have noticed a picture-in-picture picture setup. And the way I accomplish that is, is you can use a variety of different softwares. You can use OBS, which is an open source and free software, it's kind of a—I I don't prefer it. I—it's—it's it's used in emergency situations, but it's not the most reliable. And then I've also used a software called Manicam didn't really care for that. It made my Mac computer run the, the, the hottest it's ever run in its life to the point where I paid for the Manicam software and I won't go back and use it because it made my so- it made my computer run so fast. And if you're on a radio show, then you know you have to be able, especially a sports radio show, you know you have to be able to Google something really quickly. Um, so I prefer not to use Manicam. What I use now, and what I've used this entire football season, what's called Switcher Studios. Now, Switcher Studios will allow you to provide to YouTube it'll allow you to broadcast to Facebook after you set it up even a custom channel that you set up yourself you can broadcast to all of them or you can use what I'm doing right now and that's just straight up recording um, so you can use that setup as well but the thing I like about switcher studios is that it offers you different viewpoints and you can switch between camera angles and I might I think I might do a video on specifically on switcher studios later on but just for the sake of trying to keep this video you know short and sweet which is what YouTube likes, that is, um, I'll go into that at a later date. But Switcher Studios has a lot of different options, and you can either save the broadcast directly to your phone, or you can broadcast it out to anyone who's willing to watch on Facebook, YouTube, and like I said, other platforms. But Facebook and YouTube is really their bread and butter. You can't do it at the same time, but you can do one at a time. And, And one at a time is really the most beneficial And as I mentioned, and I'm talking about other platforms that you can broadcast directly from, I've, I I used to broadcast on Periscope. I don't do so much anymore. Just for the simple fact that when you're getting comments in real time, you can't respond to them, and so that's why I either prefer Facebook or I prefer YouTube because YouTube you can respond directly, you can respond in the middle of the show, and that sort of brings up my next topic is because whenever you're doing a live stream, specifically for a radio show, you know you have commercial breaks, and so there's a few things that I would that I would keep in mind if you're going to be broadcasting your live stream is is once you're your all your equipment is hooked up you want to turn the ball vol- you want to get in the habit of turning the volume down during commercial breaks. So then that way the, the it's not confusing to hear the conversations that you have during breaks and also with the background noise of the commercial. So I I've started making it a habit of turning down the the turning down the audio source whenever we're just talking during commercial breaks. Because during commercial breaks is really crucial, in my opinion, if you're live streaming your radio show, because Imagine that a viewer is just tuning in and they're just seeing you guys, either you or all of your co-hosts, just quiet during the entire time. You wouldn't watch a broadcast like that. So why would you expect your audience to watch a broadcast like that? So in addition to your show plan, you just want to make sure that you have a couple different topics that you can talk about during commercial breaks. You can also respond live to comments. With Facebook in particular, they don't let you respond to live comments Directly on the video itself. What you have to do is you have to wait until the broadcast is over and then you can reply directly to those comments unless you answer them during the commercial breaks. If you answer them during the commercial breaks, then that is involving them in a way that uh, normal radio broadcasts uh, don't necessarily involve their audience. You know, you might get a, a shout out from The radio broadcast from Twitter or from another social media platform. But this way you're looking directly in the camera. You're responding directly to that person. And ideally, if your camera setup is set up in a similar fashion that mine is set up, you can look somebody directly in the eyes and you can also have other cameras set up to where it looks like it, it appears that your audience is sitting in on a conversation that you're already having. So they feel part of the conversation instead of, you know, like a camera angle that's up high and it's showing, you know, down below because I've done broadcasts like that before and they fail miserably. This person to person sort of straight on is really the best way for uh, the, the live streaming broadcast in order to, to find a lot of benefits with that. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is also, yeah, you, so responding to comments, um, and then you also want to give a behind-the-scenes look. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with like a weird shade on my face right now, and I sort of explain this in the future, so we're just going to um, ignore all of that. But another reason to come up with topics to talk about during your commercial break is you want to be sure that because a lot of times, if you're co-hosting with with other with other people or a producer or executive producers, you'll pitch out ideas, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to touch it, especially in today's media climate, where you know so many different things are are sort of off limits, or people are afraid to talk about. And in this case, yeah, this is yeah. Let's let's go with this view. So in this case, especially in my situation, there are a lot of sports topics that I want to talk about, and they necessarily don't get chosen to to talk about on the show itself. So what I'll do is on the commercial breaks, I'll instead talk about them there. And then that way I can still get across the the topics that I want to talk about without having to to worry about upsetting my co host And then that way you can still get your opinion in on the stories you want to share. And so with all of that said, if you have your equipment, like I said, it's le- you can get started probably less than 50 bucks. You can get started live streaming your radio show and just a few pieces of equipment. And then that way you can use those resources in the future because a lot of people don't know that even after you live stream, you can download all of those videos. So not Periscope. I don't think you can do that on Periscope. On Facebook in particular, you can download it and, and then upload it to another resource like YouTube. And what I like to do after after shows are over is i'll take a show and i'll take a particularly good segment and say we had a really great debate on that segment and i'll take that segment and i'll isolate just that segment and then i'll upload it to youtube write an article about it and then that's also another way to get additional exposure for your show and and entice people to watch your live streams because that that's that's really where the the on demand instant gratification that's where a lot of audiences are sort of resonate with. I don't know, and, and there are a lot of opportunities for this type of software and to use these methods in a variety of different ways and radio broadcasting and broadcasting what you're already creating is a perfect way to do that. Now it's not perfect, it's not, it has, you know, it's pros and cons for each, but after trying out several different methods for the past couple years, my audience has really resonated with the setup that I just gave you. So if you have any questions or if you have any comments, be sure to just write them down below and I'll do my best to get them answered either now or in a future video. And if you like more of this content and you want to see more work from me, Blythe Brumley, then just hit that subscribe button and you'll get a notification anytime we have new shows debut in the future, which is usually about once or twice a week or every week. Yeah, definitely. So it, hopefully you enjoyed all of that information. And until next time, I will see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Blogger to Broadcaster. If you want to check out more of my work, be sure to head on over to Brumleaf Brands. That's B-R-U-M-L-E-V-E-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com. And yes, I've been spelling that my entire life.